Hi everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Bold, a Baldwing podcast. It's Valentine's Day today, and even though it's mostly a capitalistic ploy to get you to buy gifts for your loved ones, I do hope that you feel loved today. But we won't be talking about that. Today's topic is optimizing rest, which you could call a form of self-love. And this is part one in a series of episodes on resting and recovery. In this shorter episode, I'll tackle the magical two-hour period after your workout, and how by doing and eating the right things in these two hours, you can speed up your recovery by around 50%. Does that tickle your interest? Now, I'll divide this topic into a couple of questions that I'll try to answer. First off, when do you actually get stronger? Second, what and when should you eat after a session? Third, besides proper nutrition, what else can you do? So without any further ado, let's dive right in. When do you actually get stronger? It's a common misperception that you get stronger while you're training. And by training more, the only possible outcome should be more strength. But this, sadly, is not true at all. It doesn't matter if you're training raw strength at the gym or just having a relaxing bouldering session on a Sunday afternoon. You're not only using your muscles, you're also breaking them down with the intention of rebuilding later on. We have known for some decades now that the physical changes in response to our training occur during the recovery period, which is a time frame in between training sessions. Now, most people don't really act on this knowledge and drive, cycle or walk home to do whatever. This is mainly because we tend to underestimate the effect of resting and proper nutrition. We favor putting energy into our training. It actually seems counterintuitive to put energy towards our resting. So being the best climber you can be requires a conscious effort to optimize your recovery. Not only will it increase your strength and stamina in the next session, it will also decrease your risk of injury in the long run. Now the opposite, not investing in your recovery and making poor nutritional choices, doesn't only slow recovery and limit your strength gains. In the long run, you might actually get stuck with the overtraining syndrome. You'll feel a sudden drop in performance, and if you don't rest more, you might get injured or keep getting worse at bouldering, even though you might be increasing the training load. Long story short, we get stronger when we're resting, and we could all benefit from resting better. What and when should you eat after a session? You've just finished your bouldering session today, and you feel ready to just drop down in your couch for a moment and listen to your favorite bouldering podcast. But right as you're settling in, the host reminds you that you should start resting better. When do you start? Right now is the answer. And to be more specific, you've got about two hours. The two-hour period right after you complete your session is vital to triggering optimal recovery. And during this time, all carbohydrates, protein, etc. are primarily going to be used to rebuild your muscles. And if you've done a proper training, you shouldn't only be rebuilding, but also enhancing the structure of your muscle and the quality of the tissue itself. Not only should your goal be to have a meal in this two-hour period, the sooner 
the better. Best case scenario, you've got enough money to have a personal chef provide the appropriate meal right as you step off the wall. I can feel you asking the following question. What exactly should this personal chef cook for me? Now my advice would be the following. A carbohydrate-rich meal with enough protein and a small amount of fat. I'm not saying cut out fat completely, just try and keep it on the down low. Now even though every form of carbohydrate provides 4 calories per gram, there is a key difference in how useful they are to us. So let's take a look at the glycemic index. Simply put, consuming food with a high glycemic index, like cliff bars, carrots, potatoes, provides a spike in blood sugar. And this spike, when induced randomly without working out beforehand, can affect your energy level, mood and focus in a bad way. So it's best to make sure that your caloric intake during the day and before your training session is mostly made up of foods with a low glycemic index, such as apples, beans, whole wheat bread and a lot more. Medium and low glycemic index foods will provide you with a more stable energy level and mood throughout the day. But foods with a high glycemic index have their use as well. In the magical two-hour period after your session, the easiness with which your body directs these carbohydrates to your bloodstream results in a rapid consumption of glucose and glycogen, supporting optimal and fast recovery. Now, if you want to build better and stronger muscles, you should also pay attention to the amount of protein you're consuming. Now, I won't dive too deep into this subject right now, but I recommend getting most of your protein from vegetables or beans and the likes, because of the low fat value in these foods. And I'd recommend around 1.5 grams of protein per kilo of your own body weight per day. Now the perfect carbohydrate to protein ratio would be to have 25 grams of protein for every 100 grams of carbohydrates. Now surprisingly enough, low fat chocolate milk is a perfect drink for this. I like to get my chocolate milk on after every one of my sessions to boost my recovery. And research has shown that you can boost your recovery by 50% in this way. So to sum it all up, you should consume a meal with a 4 to 1 carbohydrate to protein ratio in the 2 hour period after your session. The sooner, the better. Besides proper nutrition, what else can I do? Now there's a few things that you can do in the 2 hour magical period besides eating a delicious meal. I'd recommend to engage in light aerobic activities such as walking, running or cycling after you've eaten. And this will help digest your food better and enhance the blood flow which in turn provides a better consumption of the meal you just ate. Some stretching right after your session won't hurt as well. Next to that, it's always a good idea to get some skincare done. I direct you to episode 2 for more insight on that. And last but not least, stay hydrated. Not drinking enough water results in a drop in maximum strength, more fatigue, bad skin, etc. And that's it for today's episode. It's a bit shorter than usual, but I might upload another episode next week on something completely different. I've actually had some people ask about my own bouldering experiences, so there's a fair chance I'll dive into that. And the 28th of February, you can expect another regular episode on a yet-to-be-decided topic. I've been getting a lot of support via my Instagram in the last weeks and I want to thank you for that and let you know that it keeps me motivated knowing people actually find this stuff useful. If you've got any suggestions or specific questions, feel free to contact me at boldbouldering 
on Instagram. And for now, stay strong and rest well. Most knowledge of today's episode actually comes from just one person, Eric Hurst. If you'd like to know more about this stuff, check out his books or his podcast.